All right, what's up? New episode, Me Dwelle Podcast. Stuart Anderson here with just a short introduction to James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy. We've had some great experiences with him in the past. He is an incredible endurance athlete who just finished his Conquer 100 uh, project, and he's going to talk all about it. He's going to talk about his nutrition, his family, his community, how flipping cold it was out there riding his bike in March. And uh, he's just going to dive into some fun questions that Spence and I have had for him for quite a while. We're grateful for James. Uh, very grateful. We got to spend day 88 with him riding, uh, with him and all those cyclists down there. It was such a fun experience to just have a small part of being with him in his journey. So hopefully you enjoy the episode. It's about an hour long as we we dive in. We have a, a lot of fun. Uh, we connected with James on another project through our, our other company, the Crown Council. So we know him. We love James. We're grateful for all that he stands for. And uh, hope you enjoy the episode. All right. On with Iron Cowboy. I mean, I don't want our other guests to feel bad if they're listening. <laughs> but this is it. This is the pinnacle. This is where the podcast ends. We're done after this episode. Uh, Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence is with us. Uh, our gratitude, I hope you feel it oozing through this Zoom camera. Dude, you are just the man. Thank you for being with us. Absolutely. I turned on my Zoom and it just, I'm, I'm a little under the weather and I see these two beautiful faces and I know the personality <laughs> behind the two of them. Um, if, you're a, if you're the newest of newest listeners, you want to follow anything these guys do, they're hilarious and they, they can ride a bike too. It's fun. And obviously, we uh, he can grow a mustache. (laughs) That's neat. This is glued on. This is not even real. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call you Magnum. Magnum from now on. Um, the first time I ever interacted with you, Salem Springs Sprint Triathlon, you were considered the rabbit. I don't even know. Yeah, do you remember this? So we were supposed to chase. I I remember my part, not yours. Yeah, you. I just did. Said, you, did you later. catch me? I didn't know. <laughs> no, not even. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they, they. I think they did was, it backwards. They should have had me start last. Yeah, and yeah. then however many people I passed, but instead they had they put me out front, and I don't think anybody caught me. <laughs> no, no way. I just it was it I was, it was your, poor design. I looked, at, I looked at your calf. I was like, dude, look at this tattoo. I'm like, is this guy like a world champ? Now is it? And you were gone. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That was cool. That was fun. Well, that's, like, that's what uh, we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um then so through crown council chip and i um through our business we had another uh personal interaction with james where he came and spoke to our dental group about you maybe 50 50 50 you maybe didn't recognize me though because i was wearing a giant um (laughs) eagle what what eagle i was wearing a giant eagle head and so i don't know (sighs) that was me i was there i wasn't an eagle it was it was me, and so you were right. We did have an encounter there. I remember that. I only, I only remember hoping that you didn't face plant going up the stairs. Oh, dude! As I as I'm running up the main aisle, I'm like, just just make the three steps. Like that's all I want for my entire present. Like anything after that, I don't care. But just make these next three steps. Don't fall on your face. Because I mean, this this the head was like this big, uh-huh. and it was, it was the mascot. And I'm like, dude, I'm 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 all in for these guys. I'm doing it, and I. I, I made it. I slowed down. I made the three steps. The crowd went nuts. It was unbelievable. It was so cool. It, it was yeah. good. That was so fun. <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. Um, 
So that was after 50, 50, 50. If you don't know, shame on you. 50 tri- Ironman triathlons, 50 states, 50 days. There it is. Go watch the documentary. Go read the book. If you don't, I mean, that alone put James in Endurance Athlete Hall of Fame. But then <laughs> we're going to talk about Conquer 100. Uh, what came next, which was he felt like he wasn't done yet. Um, and Conquer 100 comes define logic, define everybody, James, which like when we've talked about this in the past, everyone that just said, this is just next level, no way this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love that part of the story. That's my favorite part is you're like, it's my favorite part too. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him one, one lead, lead and he's going to, it was <laughs> subtle. It was subtle. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to come blazing out. You don't want to come hot. You know, you don't want to come in too hot. It's got to be the but right you, amount of F you. exactly what's crazy is you started march one that was the first day that the cycle team gathered for spring camp this year so we were down in st george and we were like dude he's starting yeah the weather in st george would have been amazing yeah Uh (laughs) so i made it i made a huge mistake so we were actually planning to do this campaign we would have just finished we were going to do it in the third quarter um because Mm -hmm. i was like okay I've taken six years off. I need to prepare. I need that time. And then I just kept getting the gut instinct and the, the impression, no, you've got to start in March. You've got to start in March. And so I'm like, okay, that's really weird. Sat down at a computer. I was like, what's the average temperature in Utah, in the Valley, March? And I'm like, oh, 55. No big deal. Yeah, 55 at the peak of the day, which we were never on our bikes at the peak of the day. Day number one, 18 degrees outside. And I'm like, I don't know if anybody that listens to this podcast rides a bike, but um, <laughs> I, I've always, I've always, I've always said, look, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only bad gear, dude. There is no amount of gear. Like I, I legit four jackets. There's no glove available in the market. That's 18 degree plus, you know, wind chill, all this stuff. Snow. Uh, it was just unbelievable. So, and here, here's what's crazy. You guys are from Utah. So, you know, the word inversion. And every single year, everybody talks about inversion, inversion this. I wish the inversion would go away and blah, blah. Well, guess what word I never heard during the 100? <laughs> inversion. <laughs> and you know why I didn't hear the oh, word inversion? Because it was the windiest spring we've ever had on record. And so yeah. you pile in the cold 18 degrees to 20 something degrees for two months. And then the insane amount of winds. I mean, we have pictures where we are just like, 90 degrees bent over um but just with these wind storms that we had it was unbelievable conditions but i made a commitment to myself at the beginning of this hundred i said one i'm showing up on day one and then two no matter what the temperature no matter what the elements no matter what the conditions i'm doing a hundred percent of this thing on my bike, on my feet, outside, I don't care. And uh, we, remained, we remained 100% true to that. And uh, it, it, I, it was some of the coldest I have ever been. And uh, I couldn't have. But here's the thing. I, looking back, I, I, I'm like, oh, that's why I was supposed to do it in the, in the spring. July, August, what did oh. we have? Oh my gosh. We had the worst. Cook. We had the well, cook. Yeah. What, what, hottest, literally the week after I finished, the week after, to the day, 107 degrees outside, pavement temperature was in the 130s. And then what does that do? Lights everything on fire. And then for the past three months, Smoke. exactly when I would have been doing it, I would have been in 
you know, that terrible smoke oh. air inversion um, that we yeah. so lovingly didn't, didn't get <clears throat> in the spring. And so, you know, there was, and there was so many other reasons why we looked back and it went, holy cow, that's why we were supposed to do it in, in, in March. I mean, the, the, we had just such un, unseasonably uh, random weather this year, both in, in March, April, May, and then again, July, August, September were, were crazy as well. And so um, fortunate to have just made it. And I, I don't, you guys probably don't know this. I don't, you guys are obviously busy and don't follow everything I do, <clears throat> but we just found out um, two weeks ago, on that day 59, when I crashed, I broke my back. Um, and so I had to do 40, 41 more, more full distance triathlons, 140 miles a day with that broken L5. Um, and so we're still dealing with it now. And so, you know, it, it's crazy because, and here's, and, and I, you guys even haven't even asked me a question yet. I'm just rambling, but from the outside looking in, you're like, Oh, just 140 miles a day. It's a one, it's a quarter of a year. And then it's, a, it's impossible to quantify or, or express on a podcast or something, everything that went on behind the scenes and then what we dealt with, right? Because, you know, just that statement right there, I broke my back on day 59 after we violently crashed. How many people, how many people quit after that? And I can't, mm -hmm. I can't tell you because I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, oh, I'm stiff. Naturally, I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just from 59 consecutive Ironmans. And it's, you know, I crashed pretty violently yesterday. I should be stiff. And then, you know, you do the swim and you get out of the water and you're like, I can't, I can't stand up straight. And then, you, you know, you sit down in the shower mm -hmm. to get all your bike stuff on. And it's like, Casey's standing there watching me and it's like, Ooh, I don't know if he's going to stand up. And, and then, you know, you get up and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, once I get on my bike, I'll loosen up. And then we come to find out I freaking broke my back. And so we're dealing with all that yeah. stuff now. So it's been, it's been nuts, but, um, proof positive to what the mind and the body can do. Um, if you just, just keep showing up. Right. Cool. Dude. You, I don't know about my mind, but your mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it is next level and I'll tell you why. So chip and I rode with you one day, like we, I did 80 day 88. Mm -hmm. When that ride was over, I looked at you and I was like, I cannot fathom what he is doing. It is literally beyond human comprehension. I went into Jimmy John's and I sat there for like two hours and in like 30 minutes, you were doing a marathon. <laughs> and I'm serious. I like sat around the rest of that afternoon. I consider myself a pretty seasoned endurance person. Like I'm not, it's not like we woke up and went and rode 110 miles with you. I was fried. It, it was, was like a Thursday morning. 112. <laughs> Dude, but for you, I don't, I don't know if there are haters who are still out there. I want you to know if you know me, I, it is un, it literally does defy logic. Like what you accomplish mentally and physically, it is un, it is just incredible, dude. It's unbelievable. Uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm super humbled when you say that. And I, the, the haters are very far and few between now. And we have, that was, so we'll go way back. Right. So everyone's like, well, you did the 50, that was a world record. And you know, why did you do that? Uh, I mean, I mean, you did that. You, why do you want to do something more? Because if you look at it, like, this is a big dice roll for me. Like I'm five years later, I've done limited to no training. I'm 15 pounds heavier. I'm turning 45 in the middle of the campaign. And my whole career, how I provide food for my family is, the physical feats that I've been able to accomplish in the past. 
And so now we we're doing a, this is a big gamble, right? Like you start one and you make it to 35, super right. impressive, but why didn't you get to 50 again? Mm -hmm. So then it validates the chirpers and the people in the background that, that, that believe they should have an opinion after they've done a 5k and, and they, they think they should have an opinion on what, what I'm doing on my journey. Um, and so huge dice roll, right? So for me, if you followed the journey, we've never hid the fact that we spent a few miles on an elliptical machine. It was the day after we crashed in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was 106 degrees outside. The whole purpose of the campaign on the 50 was to raise money for childhood obesity. We were working with the Jamie Oliver Foundation. And we made a decision. There was, there was a torrential uh, uh, hurricane storm that was chasing us. So right at the end of the day, we'd done some training on the elliptical. We know how to simulate it really well. It mimics running great. And so I was just like, look, guys, I'm in a lot of pain. My hip is maybe fractured. Let's just finish this off inside. There was a massive lightning storm. So I like, like for safety and everything. And I could have gone on the treadmill, but I was like, oh, we use this in training. Let's just do it. And we thought nothing of it. Took a picture at the end of the day went up online and got, we got lynched by the media, just like attack failures, your campaign's over, you're a cheater, you're fake, you're fraud, all this stuff, right? So all these keyboard warriors come after us. And then literally for the next four five, six years, as I'm speaking, I'd post something and the one, you know, tons of positivity and, and overwhelming great stuff. And then the one guy, yeah, but you really didn't do it because you spent blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I, I I started getting really hard on myself and beat myself down. I got depressed about it. And I'm a, you start to think, what well, did I do? It is that guy, right? And so I sat down, I did all the math and uh, the campaign was 7,030 miles. <clears throat> and then I was like, okay, how many miles did we spend on the elliptical that day? Did the calculator thing. And it represented 0.24%. And uh, I, I'm telling you right now, if, if my free throw percentage shooting was 99.76%, I'd be the highest paid um, friggin' athlete in the world. Yeah. Guaranteed. Um, but you know, we were on a journey that nobody else had done before and we were learning. We're human. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. We never hit it. It's in the documentary. It's in the book. We openly discussed it. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay. Um, I've always wanted to, I always got the question, would you do the 50 again? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do it with the 50 again, because the goal of the 50, initially going into it, the goal of the 50 was how many consecutive full distance tries can I do mentally and physically before I break? Well, the, the 50 was so riddled with chaos and logistics and confusion. I mean, if you dive into that, just that side of the story, yeah. it's even during the 100, we look back and we were like, how the hell did we do the 50? Like, right. this is, yeah. we're in a remote location here. We're controlling so many, like, it was just crazy for us to have lived both and be in the middle of one and looking backwards at the other. But anyways, it's it's 2020, the pandemic hits, lit overnight, 48 hours, my calendar gets wiped clean. No more speaking, no more coaching, no more racing. I mean, I'm, I'm going like, uh, this is awesome. What do I do? And I didn't panic because I had done some good things financially and, and uh, we were okay in our home and, and we were great. And so I was just like, this is amazing. And it allowed me to reconnect with my family. And I'm like, I have lost touch of who I am and what I love to do. And although I've loved motivating and inspiring and impacting people, I, I was neglecting, you know, me, what I do and what makes me happy. And so I got back on, you know, started training again. And then I was just like, this is your opportunity to reset your history, to silence any, everybody that ha had, has an opinion and to show them exactly who you are. And so I was like, okay, if I can remove chaos, if I can put system and team in place, 
could I, could, could I double what the public has called redefine impossible? Could I double that and truly try to find out what my physical and mental limits are with consecutives and do a hundred? And we called it, you know, our quest to defy logic. And it turned into the conquer 100 project. And then, and then, you know, trying to get back into shape quickly and then planning to do it in the third quarter and moving it to the first quarter. And now all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I went from, you know, I've got eight months. I've got four months. And as you guys know, a training block, you need, you know, for this type of thing, you need, you need some time, especially when, you know, I'm again, I'm 45 now, not 39. I am 180 pounds, not 165. That's a big difference. And, you know, so we had to manage all that. But for me, it was like, okay, it's going to be a big dice roll. It, it there's, you've got to make it to 50 uh, to validate what you did. And I was so pumped because, you know, I rolled on to, I rolled on to day 18 when I fell asleep in the 50 and crashed. And I was like, okay, I've erased that part of my history. I made it, I didn't fall asleep on the bike. Mm. And then day 19, when I crashed, I'm like, I made it through, you know, I made it through that crash. And then I hit where I went on the elliptical and I'm like, oh, I went through the elliptical and now people are starting to tune in. Right. They're like, okay, all right. Cause initially they're like, he's, he's done 50. We're not gonna really start watching until like maybe 60 or something. If, if he thinks <laughs> that far, cause this is, this is stupid. Right. So I make it to, you know, I make it, I make it past 50. And then I kind of gathered my team and I'm like, Hey, this is super exciting guys. Like this is a massive landmark. We've reset our past. Any mistakes we've made, we've reset. We, we did what we said we were going to do. And now we're, we're going to, we're going to break a world record every single day. Is that fun or is that fun? And, uh, and so mm -hmm. I was just like, we were just super pumped. And then uh, if you watch the journey, you know, we had a catastrophic bike crash on day 59. Um, and we learned that I broke my back. I was knocked unconscious. Um, I've got to do some brain cognitive therapy coming up in, in, a, in a month, um, which is unbelievable because I've been dealing with some brain trauma and some fog and some fatigue and some other stuff, but to know that there's a, a solution and whatnot for it. Um, and so, you know, that, that's really, I wanted to kind of give the listeners some context as to why, why go, you know, you did the, you did the 50 and yeah. you set you set sports into its history and so what what's the point of doing 100 well i didn't i didn't really here's what's amazing we're all, we're all we're all going through life we're all on a journey and when you're in the middle of something challenging and it, it seems totally epic um, and then you accomplish it you, you overcome the adversity the challenges and you get to the other side of what was epic in your life and you look back and you go holy crap that was the hardest thing I've ever freaking done, but now I did it. I've learned, I've grown, I've adapted, I've evolved. I'm a different person. Now more becomes possible. And so um, I, I was training to get ready. I'm just rambling, but I was training to get ready for the hundred and I was still presenting about the 50 and it was still a secret that I was doing the hundred. And I felt, I felt like I, like I was embarrassed in my mind that I was telling the story of the 50, I'd say the mileage. I'm like, Ooh, 7,000 miles. But I knew I was preparing to do 14,000 consecutive <laughs> miles. Right. And so it's just, here's the point. Perception and perspective are an amazing thing. And when you're on a journey, if you're continuing to push and evolve and, and try to, to, to go beyond what people think is possible and try to push your human physical limits. Um, that That's why I didn't want to, I was really tired of talking about the 50 for one. I was tired of the, the, the 0.244% idiots too. Um, and I, and I just got bored in 2020 and I was like, hell, why not? Let's make a run at this. And I, you guys watched it, but I, I went into this thing a little bit injured. I went into it a lot undertrained. Um, I went into it older and I was just relying on my team and my experience and the power of my mind. 
to get me through this. Cause I was like, okay, the first 50 days are going to be, you know, adaptation phase, figuring it out. My body's well, dude, by day five, my, my ankle blows up into my shin yeah. and there's that whole journey with the shin brace and the, Oh my gosh. So all that. So I'm gonna let you guys take a turn. T uh, touch on that. Stay right there. You, you were running marathons in Crocs. Croc, <laughs> the sandal Crocs. You had Crocs on and you were running um, fast walking, slow jogging in Crocs. Correct us if we're wrong. Did, right? Only, only the a few days. The picture showed you in Crocs. Yeah, we, we did do several marathons in them Ouch. because it allowed, no, well, it allowed the most breathing room for your feet and the you know, no bondage by the laces. And, you know, you've got that, that heel, that heel flip thing that goes from like, turbo to casual you know you got your performance shoe to your casual <laughs> shoe and, and 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 so it just gave my you know my heat my feet started to fall apart early and so that the the crocs gave me some relief and um ultimately um i was in some ultra shoes i was in some hoka shoes yeah um but ultimately you, you go from normal training to a marathon a day for several weeks and if your body's not ready for it which mine wasn't um, you develop a stress fracture. And I got to the point where my leg was, I was just waiting for the, the step where it was going to break. Mm. And a total miracle happened. Uh, uh, literally a world leader in, in carbon plated um, shin braces lived on Murdoch trail where we were running. He came out and we, we, he had a, he had a, they're supposed to be custom and he had a brace and he was like, look, I can put this on you and I'll meet you in 800 meters and tell me where it hurts and I'll machine mailed it. Move wow. it and we'll get it to where it's perfect. And over the course of, you know, those, those 13 miles that day, we got it to where we could offload the, the shin to where it could start to heal that bone. And so then I was doing an Ironman a day, just literally waiting for my shin to break. Um, but we had this miracle happen to where we got to offload it and then continue to move on. And I ended up being in that brace for five weeks. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was like, I was like, yes, I've been patient. I'm allowing my body to heal. We got the brace off and like within two days, my hip exploded on the other side. Cause we had created an imbalance, mm -hmm. but it was a necessary mm -hmm. evil. And then, and then I was doing with the hip. And then as soon as I, it was crazy because I crashed and then my hip started to feel better. And I was like, Oh, I just must've knocked it back into place or something. And then literally the next day, this shin starts to hurt. And so it was just one thing after another of just intense pain management. Um, and I, I don't know if the, if, if a quarter of a year seems long to anybody, um, but when, when you're dealing with that level of pain and it's 24 hours a day, all in, a quarter of a year is just one hell of a long time to be doing something, to stay physically in it, to stay mentally sharp and to keep your whole team, you know, rallied and positive yeah. behind you is uh, it's a, it's a tall order. Mm. James. Well, one of the, Oh, go ahead, Chip. What, you mentioned your weight. Um, what was your starting weight and what was your finish weight by the end of uh, 101? 175 for both answers. Really? Yeah. I ate. That's public, I got down that's to, I, public record, Chip. I got down yeah. to six and a half percent body fat. Okay. Um, and so oh. body composition what changed. Body con yeah. What was, that's the question I should have asked. What was. Yeah. So, fat? so I, I, I didn't have it tested prior to, but I intentionally went in obviously a little heavy. I knew from the 50 experience that we were going to drop a ton of fat. Um, you know, you do, you do 14 hours a day of zone one, zone two, that's fat burning zone. 
and it's going to fall off you. And so I knew one, we had to eat a ton of food, but I knew I had to go into it a little bit meaty. Um, and so I did a lot of strength training. I was physically big. If you look at any pictures, you yeah. can tell I don't look like a, a, a typical triathlete mm-hmm. um, or cyclist or runner. I intentionally was put on some mass. Uh, we had, uh, during the training campaign, um, we intentionally did heavy, heavy lifting. And then um, I knew that we were going to drop a lot of um, uh, body fat. And I just knew I had to eat so many calories. And so we were eating you know, 10, 12,000 calories a day of whatever we could to burn fuel. And we never really counted calories or tracked what I was eating. I just, it was my task to just eat as much as I could. And then every morning, Sunny would weigh me, Sunny's my wife. And so every morning, Sunny would weigh me. And if I was on track or, you know, within one or two pounds, we we're like, okay, we don't need to worry about a thing. Just keep crushing the food. Um, if, you, if you go too low, then we'll start to address things. But um, I did, I always stayed between you know, one, 170, I think I got as low as 168 or 69 um, and stayed in a couple of days. I was like, you know, we've got a couple of IVs throughout the campaign once or twice a week. Um, and on those days, I was a little bit heavier because they pumped a lot of fluid in me. Uh, but I stayed anywhere between once, you know, 170 to 180. And, and on that, James, just because me personally, my stomach by hour, usually nine in some of the longer events that we do, I, you know, I deal with stomach pain, just talk about how your mindset, like, I don't know if, I mean, everyone wants to ask you this question. How did you consume those calories? And then the next day you're like, I got to consume that same amount of calories. And every, every endurance athlete knows how hard that is to consume those calories when going like this day in and day out. And and what, what were your go-tos? Like, what were your favorites? But, and also how did you eat like that? Yeah. I I think you get to, to a point where you're just so hungry and, and you're just consuming. And before you know it, like I would, Fridays was always great. We'd call it pancakes by the pool. A buddy of mine, Grant would come out and he would, he'd fire up the grill and he'd, we'd have pancakes and and everything. And, and I'd be in the, you know, I get out of the water, I'd go straight to the change room and I'd be showering and bring in a plate before I know it, I'd crushed six pancakes. And, and then I was like, Hey, what, what else do we have? And they're like, well, there's three egg McMuffins right there. And I'm like, great, great. And they're like, you want one? And I'm like, no, I want all three. And, you know, so before I got on the bike, I'd have six pancakes with uh, syrup and then three egg McMuffins. And then I was, and then I was like, Oh, is that a crumble cookie? Sweet. And I'd crush that too. And so like, you, you just, you just consume and okay. because you're hungry, you're not thinking about it. And because you're just doing it all day long, um, you know, those calories add up pretty quick when you're eating kind of the, those types of foods. Mm-hmm. Um, we got into trouble too, because based on what I was eating, I was having a lot of inflammation. And so we had to try to control the sugars I was eating, but that was comfort for me. And that's what I wanted. And so um, Costco muffins, the whole, whoo, those yeah. things were amazing. <laughs> um, I, I would have like two a day on the, on the bike um, yeah. in amongst all the other food we would do. I did a lot of uh, meat sticks or protein. And then at night there would always be a meal prepared for me. James. And so T2 and T2 in the finish would always be a, a big meal. To get a little bit more personal because now your GI track as an athlete, it's hard. Like sometimes you finish, take Lodija. Everyone listening knows it's like, man, I finally went to the bathroom um, after this nine or 10 hour race. And so is, is it just, is it hard over a hundred days to just stay regular 
And, and are you trying to also consume certain items that are going to just (laughs) help things pass through? Yeah. You're not, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about consuming, getting whatever you can get in. Um, And you go through some rough patches where your body is adapting and going, Oh, okay. He's going to be physically moving (laughs) um, and he's going to be consuming this amount of food. And so, there were some emergencies out on the run course for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a few pit stops <laughs> on the other side of the lake on the bike because it does, it takes some time for you to regulate and get into a routine. Um, but it eventually happened. I was concerned. I was like, man, I'm going to have the chits for the next, you know, three, three months and a bit. But then it started to regulate and your body gets on track. It's amazing yeah. when you, you know, put it through something, it goes, okay, this is the new normal. I have to figure this out. And then, it, and then it does. So you go through those periods, but that's why people quit is they're like, oh, this sucks. This isn't going to ever change. And then they quit. And then they don't, they don't, they don't allow your body to go through that adaptation phase when it is hard. And then they miss out on when it kind of regulates and goes, okay, this is the new normal. James, I have many questions. Um, so many. This is going to be like a four-hour. Po- Just kidding. It's not going to be four-hour. Po- um, Good, because I got things. So to do. the 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 first. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to stick to three. Um, the one thing that I've heard you talk about, which is really cool, a, a product that you did not know was going to happen, was the community. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that was one of the most amazing things. You know, because you know you get you get deep deep into your own journey. And you, you hope or want that everybody like just gives up their life and comes do it, does it for you. And it's not like this was like a weekend fundraiser, right? Again, this was a quarter of a year. And to ask someone to say, Hey, would you put your life on hold for the next four months, you know, and come, you know, help us out and do this. And so it, it became amazing. And the, really the, the group that impressed me the most was the cycling community. Um, the tri community. Um, but the cycling community really came out and, um, and it was amazing because they, they, they took it on as their project. They wanted to ensure that Aaron and I made it through those bike rides. We had regulars that came out and they were all on a text thread together and they would, Hey, who's coming today? Or do we make sure we got a group out there? Hey, and it was amazing too, because like on the worst days, like, like the forecast was like coming in like, Oh, it's, it's going to be a bad one. And the, the, there was like a handful of guys that were like, I'm there on your worst days. Cause if you're going to be out there, we can be out there with you. And uh, it was just so rad to see that cycling community rally and just, just, just get behind what we were doing. And, and they, they ended up taking me under their wing and they wanted to again, make sure that Aaron and I were safe. Um, and it, it, I've made, like, I went on a ride today. We did a 55 miler up over Sundance down through cascade. And then that gravel section, nice. mm-hmm. um, on the other side of deer Creek. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm going up Sundance, I'm looking around and there was about 10 of us cyclists. And I'm like, I met all of these people through the hundred and I would have never met yeah. these individuals and I've made lifelong friends uh, because of it. And, and it's just been really, really cool. I got into gravel riding and um, it's just, it's just been really, really cool. The friendships I've made and the way the cycling community just came out and rallied and said, we've got you. Nice. I love that. Tell us about um, one of the things I thought was almost borderline sacred was how you <clears throat> involved and took care of your family. I think there are a lot of people that are like, well, he's so, 
he do this on his own. And I'm like, you are an idiot. He is not doing this on his own. Uh, can you talk about how your family was involved? Yeah. Um, my favorite thing to say is nothing great is ever accomplished on our own. And, and I, I'm not the Iron Cowboy. We are the Iron Cowboy. And, and that means my wife, my kids, the two wingmen, um, the community that came out. The Iron Cowboy stands for something. It stands for grit, toughness, resilience, doing what you say you're going to do, your words, your bond, you keep showing up, you don't quit on yourself, all of those things. Um, I'm, I'm James. I, I'm James. The Iron Cowboy is a totally different beast. Um, and, and my family is along and involved in everything that we do. And if you followed the hundred, um, you know that Lucy ran the entire social media campaign, my oldest daughter. Um, Sunny is a, nothing happens without, without Sunny. And there's so much behind the scenes that I wish people could truly see what goes on to make it happen. Um, and the sacrifices that our entire family has made. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, everyone's like, oh, your kids must hate you. But no, man, this is, it's a freaking blast. We love it. And they're involved every step of the way. And if they want to help, they get a help. And if not, uh, they don't have to, and we don't force them to do anything. And I mean, just think of all the adventures that we've been through as a family. And if you were in, in junior high, how cool would have it been to go on a summer vacation in a motorhome and see all 50 states? Mm, so cool. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm torturing my kids to, to give them that opportunity to see the entire country. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. But no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, been, a, it's been a lot of fun to have them involved in. Um, Lucy graduated and she said, dad, can I work for you full time? It's what I want to do. I understand the brand. Um, and she went through the hardest job interview you could think of uh, running the entire campaign. And she did an unbelievable job with sponsors and, and requirements and contracts and posting and key. I mean, it, she was on it for a yeah. hundred days, just keeping the public informed, yeah. um, keeping me up to speed and making sure I was doing what I needed to be doing. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Sunny's obviously the the queen bee, and the things she does behind the scenes are, um, super, you know, you can't put a you can't put a price tag on that effort. So on June 9th, um, we're on a text thread with the team, and I, I can't remember who started it, but someone there's there's 145 Midwelle writers on this group meet, and someone was like, "Hey, he's out." He's on his bike. And everyone was like, no, he's shut up. Like, dude, we watched the conclusion yesterday. Like it was, it was amazing. No, no, no. He go to social media. Like he's right. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. He is not right. <laughs> okay. So go ahead. Your turn. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Cause the early, early on, like in the twenties, Casey was like, and Casey's the wingman that did the running, all the running with me. Aaron did all the biking. Casey did all the running. Um, and they were both heavily involved in the 50. And anyways, early on, Casey was like, oh, man, how epic would it be to do the, the uh, 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 extra day, 101, just me, you, and Aaron? It would be awesome. And I was like, F you. Like, there is zero chance. <laughs> like, that is, like, no. Like, that's that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then we dropped it. We dropped it and oh, it never got brought up. And then it's, so we finished on a Tuesday. And that, that you know, previous Thursday, Friday, 
I was like, I, I can now conceptualize doing one more. Cause back in the twenties, I was like, yeah, I can't even, I can't even comprehend 80 more based on where I was and how I was feeling. No way do I want to do 81 more. Like I want this to end as soon as I possibly can. And then you get close to that end. You can see the finish line, the light at the end of the tunnel is not just a light. It's a bright, you know, bright, bright, bright light. And you're like, you're there. We've done it. These are, these are somewhat victory laps. We still respect what we're doing, but we're there. And I, at only then, only then could I be like, you know what, what now, now it's not like, it's not like no way could I conceive one more. It's like, what's one more, you know, you get to that, you, you get to the point now where you're like, ah, what's one more day, you know, it's been a quarter of a freaking year. What's one more. And, um, you know, when we, as a team, we decided on Sunday that we were going to do one more hmm. on the, on the Wednesday after the celebration. But I had been saying for weeks, pay attention on day 100, I'm going to throw down. Um, I've been being very patient. I have been running. I've been allowing my body to heal. I'm going to run the marathon on day 100. And true to form, I got off the bike. We we, we posted a 5.0 something coming off the bike. And mm -hmm. I started to run. And I ran a decent pace from one mile one, step one to 19. And then the wheels fell off. And uh, <laughs> my body just, just stopped giving. Any, I mean, I had 100 Ironmans on uh, beneath me. I was right there. And um, I remember starting to collapse my, and my legs were given out and I, I'd look at my watch and I'd be like, how fast are we going? And Casey would tell me the time and I'd be so pissed because it was so slow. And even then I was like, I can do better than this. Like you're right there. Just walk it in. Right. What's what's just walk the last six miles. And I'm like, no, I said, I was going to run today. I'm going to give everything I have to running this. And not only am I going to run, I can run faster than we're currently running because that pace pisses me off. And I continued to collapse and fall on that, on that day. And, and that was really hard for me too, because I'm like, I have to give everything I have today because we don't want anybody to know that we're doing it again tomorrow. And I have been saying for months, I'm going to put it all out on the line on day 100. And so true to my word, I, I laid it all on the line and we crossed the finish line, huge exhale. We've made the accomplishment. And I stood there for hours signing and taking pictures and whatnot, knowing I got to get on the table. I got to get like, like, I just, <laughs> I literally just destroyed myself and I got to figure out how to do this, this one more day. Um, because, you know, the, the, the message and the reason we did it is because I want people to truly understand when you're broken, when you're beat up, when you don't possibly think you can do one more day, you can get up, you can do one more day. And every morning during the whole 100-day campaign, Lucy and Sunny went live during the swim. And at 6 a.m., we went live on day 101. And it was just me in the water by myself. And because um, sometimes when you have to do one more, sometimes it's by yourself. And, and by the time I got out of the water the cycling community had come out and they said, no, you're not, you're not doing this. You're not doing this by yourself. And so we had a great, oh, cool. great crew. And that, that, that bike ride was, um, the day, day 100 was chaos. I mean, I, I was just trying to keep the wheels on the ground. Um, 400 people all trying to be up at the front. I mean, it was just, it was chaos and I was just terrified. Wasn't on my terms. Wasn't the way I wanted it to finish it. Obviously we, people just wanted to be a part of it. And I was so grateful that they came out, but that, that day one one, it was just like my inner circle and we laughed and there was no pressure and we'd done it. 
And then we did an undisclosed run that night. And it was just my inner team and my circle. Um, and we just chilled and mm -hmm. laughed and told stories from the past hundred days um, and crossed the finish line right at midnight. And uh, it was an unbelievable way for our team to, to cap it off. Uh, but the reason we did that is to truly show uh, mostly my kids. Um, look, you can, you can always do one more. Um, even when you do something that's perceived as impossible and you don't have to get up, you know, it's, it's important to, to show up and, and continue to, to push and evolve. And uh, so we thought as a team, it was super important to, to set that, that example for my kids. I love that. So good. I, um, I remember where I was. I remember where I was. Um, day, day 80. When Tiger, when Tiger Woods won the masters for the, for the last time, I know exactly where I was. It was unbelievable. I cried, no. he wept, he was coming down the fairway. Oh, so greatest so comeback good. in sports history. So good. Chip's like, what? Who's Tiger? I'm so tired. So I, I call it, I call it the, I'm going to try video. Um, so it was day 80 yep. and this kind of bookends where you're kind of going here, which I, I love it more than anything, which was, dude, you're walking out. I think you were walking out to the pool, right? You, you hadn't yep. started <clears throat> nope. and you posted a, a live video where you were like, Hey, I don't normally do this, but I'm doing it right now. I'm going to try today. Dude. I remember getting well, teary eyed. I it, it was in, that was intense. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try today. So uh, I, I didn't plan on getting on and saying, I'm going to try today. I was getting on um, to just give an update on how I was feeling. Um, we had 20 to go. I had for 79 days, I didn't pull out my phone on the way to the pool and mm -hmm. give an update. And for some reason on day 80, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to Lucy. This is what Lucy would want. And I pull out my phone to do it. And dude, I couldn't put, two sentences together mm. and it ended up being this kind of iconic moment of the hundred to where all I could get out was I'm going to try, I'm going to try today. And that's it. The, those are the only words I said. Um, and then I was just like, well, I got to hang up because I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a dumpster fire right now. So I hung up the phone <laughs> and, um, and it was amazing because on that day that I didn't know it at the time, but the text threads light up within the community yeah. And, and every single regular that had showed up sporadically throughout and had their certain days, they said, everybody cancel work, whatever you're doing, get your bike. We're going to ride today on day 80. Um, and it was kind of this like insane spiritual ride because nobody said anything and they were just, everybody surrounded me. And they would just look like, look at me and nod like, we got you. Mm -hmm. um, you just hang in there. We got you. And like no words were said. Um, and so it's just this kind of just really spiritual, emotional day. Um, but I, I won't ever forget it. I mean, it was, it was powerful. And then I, I did a speaking event pretty close after the hundred and this guy gets up on the stage. It was the question and answer part of it. And it was really my, <clears throat> my first event back. And I'd broken down a few times on stage cause it was still so raw. And, and I, and he, he gets on the mic and he was like, Hey, I followed the whole thing and I appreciate your vulnerability. And then he goes, the most impactful moment of your journey was on day 80 when, when you 
pulled out your camera and you said those two sentences. And this grown man just starts to, to cry on the other side of the microphone um, that, that we were able to impact him, his life and his journey. And, you know, I get the question of like, Hey, who, who motivates the motivator? Like if I'm, if I'm in the motivator category, like who motivates the motivator? And um, I, I have learned that it sucks, but my gift is to, su- to suffer. Like I'm really good at it. Like I'm just like, you should name your podcast, the iron cowboy. Um, but I've just, I've just become really good at suffering. And, and I, I'm like, dude, God, this is the worst talent ever. Why did you give me this gift? And, and obviously he didn't answer me. Um, and, but, but, but I've realized over time, it's, it's my ability to intentionally suffer that gives people who are suffering on their journey hope. And they watch us and say, if, if he can continue, if, if he and his family can continue to show up, despite what they're going through, I can show up in my journey today. And that's what, that's what inspires and motivates me to show up. Like, cause dude, dude, I crashed on day 59 and we'd broken the world record. We'd erased my entire history. I break my back. I get knocked unconscious. I'm like, dude, why get up and do 41 more? Right. And, and to me, I sat there and I was like, okay, can you get on your bike or are you going to die? And I'm like, oh crap, I can get on my bike. And I'm like, well, then you really don't have an excuse to quit. And then on the run, I'm like, okay, if my leg might break, but am I going to die? No. And so I'm like, okay, I don't have a good enough excuse because then the thought came into my head. It was like, if I don't do today, who am I missing an opportunity to give hope on their journey? And that, that, be, that became, that became my, my motivation and reason for continuing. Like, who have I not yet reached that I can impact? And here's a really cool story. So just the other day, I haven't heard from this woman one time in my entire life. A week ago, she sends me a message and she goes, it's been 100 days since, you, since I met you. And, uh, and it was literally, she heard of my story on the 100th day. And she came down to the stadium had no idea who I was, came down to the stadium and watched me um, finish that, those, those hundred. And then she went home that night and said, I'm going to change my life. And I'm going to set a goal and I'm going to do X, Y, Z over the next hundred days. And then on, on her day 100, she sends me a message in the, in the, in the message, the t- subject box, it said, you changed my life. And I'm like, oh, I should answer that. I should, I should read what that email says. And she tells me her story and what she'd done. And then I go back to day 59 or day 80 and say, what a missed opportunity. Had I not chosen to continue to show up on my journey and be in day 100, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to impact her life and using her words, change her life. And so we truly have no idea who's watching our journey. And especially if you're a parent or a leader or anything like we have no idea who's watching when they're watching. And I always say that who we are in the dark when nobody is watching is who we truly are. And everybody's great when they're great. And to be great when you're struggling and, and, and down and out and to continue to show up with the hope that you give hope to somebody else on their journey. This is one of my favorite pictures. This was given to me by all of the cyclists. I mean, there are so many memories <laughs> on this on this board here by all of the cyclists that showed up. I mean, there's so many embraces, so many smiles, so many hugs. 
um, and just so many memories. And all of these are people that we were able to impact. And how many, what's the ripple effect from this? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's the ripple effect from that if I continued, if I didn't, if I decided not to show up and I was just like, okay, breaking my own record 20 times and I didn't want to do it 30 more. Like that, that's selfish. That's selfish to not show up on my own journey because of who I could have missed out on impact. And I'm so grateful that our team made a decision to show up every single day and continue to intentionally suffer so that we could try to become better humans and set the ultimate example for our kids. And in turn, we, we have been able to provide hope to people around the world. And it's been an unbelievable, humbling journey that I'm just grateful to be part of. Yeah. You. Well, Chip and I are absolutely honored to be part of it with you, just to know you, to watch it. Um, I, I believe there's two types of people on earth. There's people that lift and there's people that lean. And you are, man, one of the strongest lifters. The people <laughs> around you, just your influence. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, even how tired you are, I don't know how you <laughs> gathered the mental fortitude, um, but it changed a lot of people. And uh, dude, just grateful. I'm grateful like the smallest part to just (laughs) even just to watch it. Um, Yeah. So thank you, Jim. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome guys. Hey, so uh, do we want to talk about what's next or how, I mean, is that, can we end there or what do you want? What's, what's next? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, um, I, I said this, I said these exact words after the 50, like I am totally satisfied with yep. that performance. I'm totally satisfied with those limits. I'm totally satisfied. And um, I'm an older and wiser man and I'm giving myself the advice that like, be happy and be satisfied with what you accomplished because nice. this is a cool thing. To, this is a cool thing to say. Um, you're one of one. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you, you are, you're enough and where you are is, is enough. And now um, I, my, I am enough and I am satisfied and we want to now go on to help, help people on their journeys. Um, I think if I do anything more, I'm just showing off. <laughs> it's, and so, um, so now it, for me, it's just getting back to, uh, I've really enjoyed getting back on my bike and getting back at racing. Um, I want to do fun, adventurous stuff. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think I'll do another big challenge like that. That was, it just takes so much money it takes so much time energy and effort there's a lot of sacrifice it's not just me that's sacrificing so this is the answer i'm going to give you are you ready ready this is what's next i'm going to do everything i can to live a healthy meaningful life beyond 105 nice with a two handicap right Mm -hmm. you're gonna work on that i'm i am Tomorrow, I have a tea time tomorrow. I'm preparing for a week long <laughs> disappearing act yes. into yes, 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 into the hit, the mountains of Flagstaff, Arizona, with twelve guys, and we are just gonna golf. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All righty, James. Thank you, sir. It's a, it's been a pleasure, man. You're the man. Such a Thank pleasure. you. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks, guys. Anything I can do for you, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs>